country roads make me woke hit my vape play on my phone changing genders love obama make me woke oh country roads thank you Totalis Jeffians. This week, Jeff. Hi, I'm Alsa Torek, and with me is... Bailey, and we are ranking all of the Jeffs from Jeff 1 to Jeff 35. This week, Jeff the Younger and Jeff the Youngest. Double feature. Double feature. Uh, I guess that's like the first thing we should focus on, because mm-hmm. Totalis Ranking does an episode per person. Even if that person is like Quintillus and dies immediately. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but I feel like for the Jeffs <laughs> in particular, there's not. Like, we literally run into a guy who unfortunately will be getting his own episode because there's nobody around him. Oh. And his name is literally <laughs> Jeff the Unknown because we only have one passage from him, and that is him having a child. Unknown J. Yeah, but we're going to go into like a massive thing that happens. So yeah, that's yeah. fine. Um, so, yeah, so that's why we're going to be doing this double, double feature. Every time we get like two Jeffs or sometimes three, we'll be doing them in one episode Mm -hmm. if they don't have numbers on them. Um, first I want to show you the women, the Jeff women, because they're gone. That's it. We have no more women in Roman history. So I just have to get through these ones. Yeah. So, okay. So this is Jeffina, the uh, youngest. Mm -hmm. So that's the sister of jeff two and three yes but this is this is not the one who started our dynasty that's the one who's starting eight okay next week this is her great 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 grandson yes yes and then this is jeffia the elder that's who we fall or that's yeah this is jeff four's mom yes right and then this is the person who might have started the fourth venice dynasty like it, it ties back to her yeah yeah this is jeff six's daughter Okay, okay. Right. So, yeah. And uh, it's nice. I got them all into one picture because, come on. As it's gonna I'm help. not spending money on more than one picture of a woman, you know? It got me messed up. For, uh, yeah, kidding for the conservative's sake. No, for conservatives, you're <laughs> being serious. No, we're kidding yeah. for everybody else's. All right. Now let's get started. Uh, Jeff the Younger. All right. Born in 286. A.D. in Trier. Remember where Trier is? No. It's the capital of Gaul right now. Oh, okay. So, okay. like, that's where they're staying. Uh, the Ga- the Gallic Empire's capital was Trier. Okay. okay. Uh, and then Maximian. Gaul, Gallic, is that anything? Uh, yeah, the, that's oh. how they got it. Okay, yeah. okay. Because uh, that's where the Gallic people lived. Gotcha, gotcha. Or the Gaelic people, as you like to say. Yeah. Um, uh, he grew up at some point. <laughs> Yes. Probably from the years of 286 to 302. Uh, you're getting a little far there. Yeah, you're getting a little too far there. Oh, sorry, you're yeah, right. Yeah. They become a man when they're like 12 or yeah. something. Well, we just have to assume he had a peaceful childhood. Because okay. his father was in Trier the whole time. Yeah, yeah. And this is when they were wow. planning on fighting. A Jeff who has his dad around. I know. That's crazy. Yeah, I know. <laughs> this never happens. Yeah, there, it happened like for Jeff too. 
briefly. No, he for, died when Jeff Two. Jeff Two's dad died when he was six years old. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's yeah. second place. <laughs> and um, but we do know that he grew up to be pompous and arrogant. Oh, which is something we haven't really seen much of. He was pampered as a child, and he definitely would use his family name in future to get power. Right, like fair enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have it. Use it, I guess. Now, Q succession theme. We don't hear about him until around two ninety five. Okay, so, so he's, like he's nine? about nine years old now. When the family Ready moved to make out his of Trier, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> and they headed to the city of Salonia because who's there? Jeff Six. Oh, okay. He's still alive with his eighty concubines. Yeah. Right, and uh, so he meets his grandfather. And it's a brief visit, and eventually they head back through Gaul, down to Spain and Africa, where this is where uh, Maximian and Jeff Seven are fighting the mm-hmm. Moors and, the, and all that. Yeah, yeah. Jeff was nine, ten. He's not taking part in any of this. So he's a coward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's a coward. Yeah, yeah. And eventually they continue till they get to the city of Carthage. Uh, about two years later, Jeff got news that his, he now had a brother. He was an older brother. There you go. Yeah, Look at that. see, now he, he has That's someone crazy. to be an example for, right? Uh, Jeff was annoyed by this. Yeah. Yeah. He was quite upset that he now had to share his inheritance. <laughs> um, so, at the age of 12, he decided, I'm out of here. Jeff being 12 and leaving home, name a more iconic duo. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, well, he left at a very astute time. Because this is when Jeff Seven and Maximian were in the desert fighting, right? They were fighting uh, the Berbers, mm-hmm. right? It's a barbarian. Yeah, yeah a bur- yeah. barbarian. Bur- yeah. <laughs> it's where Burberry comes from. Yeah, the, yeah. It's descendant. Exactly. What's well, all oh, clothing brand? So he ran away. Well, he sailed away. Because if you're in Carthage and you're trying to get to Rome, because that's where he's trying to get to, you can't walk it. Got to go by boat. Yeah, exactly. I'm and, on a boat and so Jeff back. arrived alone around 299 mm-hmm. at the Jeff family estate outside of Rome. This is the same estate where Jeff III died. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, they still own the property. All the major cities, Salonia, Trier, Carthage, Rome, because of the works of Jeff V and VI, mm-hmm. they have they have like property property and, stuff and there. all those areas. Uh, and so, sorry, just um, I may have missed it, but. This, uh, Jeff the Younger, who's he the child of? Jeff Seven. Okay, okay. Remember, because Jeff Seven has two children, and yeah, he was so very we're happy still, we're that still his on, dynasty um, was going to continue for a long time. Gotcha, yes, yeah. yes. We'll see what happens. Yes, there's, <laughs> well, there's, I mean, there's two this episode. Well, so, we've already um, covered this Jeff's whole life in Jeff Seven's oh, life. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, okay, okay well, anyway. Yeah. Um, so he arrived around 299, and immediately started yelling at some servants Oh. that were there. Okay. Uh, at, like... What is he, 13? He's about 13, 14. Two years passed since he was 12. So he was about 14. Yeah, yeah. About to turn 15. Right? And he yelled at the servants and ordered that word be sent to the Senate. That they all come meet him. Uh, no one came. Yeah, this guy sucks. Yeah. But uh, that makes him kind of cool. But Jeff, he's still rich. Right? And he's alone in Rome. Like, he's the head of the family in Rome. Mm-hmm. Right? He would argue. He's the only one, but... Oh, yeah. 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 Um... So he started making friends and, and causing trouble. Uh, 
He got word in 301 that his father is back in Italy, but headed to Milan instead of Rome, because Milan was the capital of, of the area at the time. Okay. We're at a stage where Rome is becoming more and more forgotten. Gotcha. Right? You'll gotcha. notice that and since Jeff 5, we haven't really talked about Rome too much. Yeah, not a whole ton. Right? And that's going to continue. Like, mm-hmm. the glory days of us spending all our time in Rome are pretty much over. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, but, well, like, Jeff the Younger doesn't think that should be, so he's going to make Rome great again. He's going to bring Rome back. Let's go. All right. He's going to, yeah, no, it's going to be brilliant. He's, hey, he's dreaming big. What can you say? Yeah. Around 305, so he's about 20 years old now, about 19, 20, right? Mm. Uh, Jeff heard that Maximian was abdicating and that, uh, so he began to hang out around Maxentius. Oh, okay. Maximian's son. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Maxentius didn't really notice Jeff, but Jeff started like acting cool, like around Maxentius, right? Like he was, start, he was just freestyle. Like, at, like he'd see Maxentius walk down the streets of Rome, and he'd be like, "Like, my name is Jeff." And oh, I'm oh here yo, yo, to yo, say. yeah. What's up? What's up, Maxentius? <laughs> what's up, Maxentius? Yeah, what's up? M-Bug? What's up? And Maxentius would just look at him and look away, and Jeff would be like, "Yeah, yeah, I'll see you later." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Cool. No, we All right. know. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I'll talk to you, my people. You're yeah, okay, cool. Um. I'll have my concubines talk to your concubines. Yeah, exactly. All, all of my concubines, right? Uh, <laughs> around 306, Jeff had enough. He realized, you know what? I'm just like kind of too cool for Max Entries. All right, so I'm going to go and join the army. But first, hey, friends, want to play with this goat? <laughs> all right. Oh, no. Oh, it, 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 it's all come rushing back. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so at this time, he heard that Maxentius and Maximian have have reconvened together. This is when Maximian comes out of retirement mm-hmm. to become emperor again. Okay, because at this point, I, know, I was trying to place like roughly yeah. where we are, but no, I got well. It. Constantius, the Augustus of the of the West, just died, and Constantine declared himself emperor. Yes, okay, right, and so out of retaliation, Maxentius, jealous of Constantine, also declared himself emperor. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, and this is when the whole thing between Jeff Seven, he's like, he's like making Severus's army defect and everything, and and he's all cool and badass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's yeah. see what his son's actually doing. doing things. Let's find out. Yeah. You know, all Apple right. can't so fall the, far from the tree. Exactly. So Jeff and his friends, they they get this goat. All right, you can name the. What do you want the goat's name to be? Jeff. Okay. So he he named the goat <laughs> Jeff. And they brought the goat to the docks because mm-hmm. they were planning on sacrificing the goat this, the, as, as good fortune. As you do. Good fortune you know? for, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, for he's, the he's war, doing, right? doing what's best. Exactly. And they saw an old winch. Mm. Now, you know exactly what a winch is? Yeah, it's, yeah. Pulled, yeah. it's yeah, like yeah, a pulley no, system. I, I, got, I got a picture of, of what, like... Ah, you were prepared. Yeah. Cause I, oh, yeah, with the crank. Yeah, yeah, yeah with yeah, the crank, yeah. right? And then it's also, uh, like, yeah, but it's... This winch that they're using, you have to keep swinging it, and if you let go, it'll swing back. Yes, on, yeah, right? yeah. Um, which I'm actually not sure if that's how a winch works in real life, but it does in our story, yeah. right? So what they planned on doing was they got the goat at the end of the dock, and the winch at this side, and they they, they wheeled the rope out, you know, and there was a hook on the end of the rope, yes. and so Jeff was holding the the the, the hook, and he was going to put it onto the goat's collar that he yeah, has yeah and then let it go and the goat was gonna fling back and whip around and yeah and get it, all 
destroyed by yeah, this winch, all, right? Yeah, mangled. And, yeah, yeah. And then they would be like, yes, here, Jupiter, how do you like my sacrifice? Hallelujah. Right? Praise be. Yeah. And then uh, Jeff's friend, you want to name him? Jeff's friend? Can't be Jeff. Fuck. Joseph. Joseph. Okay. So Joseph was going to be the one in charge of, of, <laughs> of wheeling the winch out while Jeff went out with yeah, it. yeah. And hooked it around the goat's collar, right? Yeah, yeah. And Jeff started talking to another friend of his. We'll just say it's uh, Joseph again. We'll say two Josephs. That's, all right, all right. Yeah. And, they were um, called the Triple J's. Yeah, exactly. That was the rap group. Yeah, exactly. And so he talked to Joseph too, and it was like, hey, yeah, no, this is going to be so... <laughs> That's our next podcast. This is going to be so sick, yeah. <laughs> just the, we're gonna, This Joseph character is going to be in our podcast, what Jeff is in <laughs> <Yeah>. theirs. <laughs> um, and so it, it's... It, it's cruel, to be fair, what yeah. they're about to do. Like, this is... Yeah, if this happened sacrifice, nowadays... Sacrifice, You'd be under, like, the scope of being a serial killer, probably, right? Yeah. most. But, I feel like most things that happened in Rome would yeah. be under the scope of being a serial killer. Yeah. But as Jeff was talking to Joseph, too, Joseph, one, had to tie his shoe. Were shoelaces invented? They were invented so that Joseph could tie his shoe. Ah, yeah. the originator. Exactly. Well, then they went out of fashion for a while because of this incident. Right? Ah, they okay. realized how dangerous no, yeah. shoelaces are. Fair, fair. Um, I agree. Exactly. They should go out of fashion again. <laughs> Velcro is so much easier. Yeah, or just slip on. Or Velcro. That's the inside of the Velcro. Ah. I made that up. Ah, I believe it. Um... So it's like Green Dennis. Joseph let go of it's like Green Dennis. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Except that one's real. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it yeah. is. Um, and so Joseph lets go of the 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 handle of the winch and goes and ties his shoes. And mm. comedically, it doesn't move until Jeff looks over. Looks over to and, it. Well, it'd be fine. Obviously, all you do is let go. Yeah. Right. But. Unfortunately for Jeff, it got flung back and wrapped around his leather uh, re- leather sash that he had around his, and it he fully was trying to be too drippy. Oh yeah, and it fully ganked him and flung him towards the winch, where his body crashed into it and started ripping itself apart as he spun around the winch. And then Joseph, Joseph, and the goat said, uh, "Praise." Well, now they're the, the double J's. Now uh, they're the double J's. Double J and G. Yes. Uh, the remnants of his body flung in every direction. No, they still be the triple J's. They don't even have to change the names. Oh, yeah, because the goat's name is Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. So, at the age of 20, in 306, Jeff the Younger dies. Uh, I feel like he's not getting many points. And we have to rank him now. So we're going <laughs> to rank him right now, and then that way uh, All we right. can just... yeah. More editing for you because you're gonna have to put it at this it's part. Fine. But it's fine. Perfect. All right. Fightus Japanus. Well, All right. Well, let's talk about good. <laughs> okay. Let's, now let's talk, talk about, about bad. bad. Yep. He did not fight at all. Yeah. Like you could well, argue he, he fought, fought against that the winch, winch. Yeah. <laughs> which he lost. Yeah. So. Uh, I think it's a uh, zero. <laughs> yeah, like unless there's like, nope. a, unless there's a Jeff who like okay. dies. Wait, 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 hear, hear me out. He did plan on joining the army. He did have it. He wanted to fight. He wanted he had to that fight. gusto. He had the he had the gusto, but I think Could saying 
couldn't execute. No. In multiple so, multiple meanings of the word. I, yeah, it, it's a zero. <laughs> it's, yeah. I was going to say, like, unless there's a Jeff who's, like, just dies at childbirth. Nope. Yeah, that's, no. that's a zero. Okay, next. Proprium idiom. idiom. Now. Ac- well, actually, hold on. <laughs> hold on. He decided to try and execute a goat using a winch. <laughs> yeah. That is pretty freaking stupid. And I think more pressing, he fucked it up. He did. Royally. And it led to his death. His stupidity led to his death. I think it'd be really funny to give him a 10, but I'm not going to. Yeah, I think he definitely deserves points here. Yeah, yeah. Um, How many is another question. Well, like, Jeff, too, got into zero in this round. Because all he did was free his family from slavery and die. Like a fucking nerd. Yeah. Do something funny. Exactly. Um, yeah. uh, like a two, three. You go three, two. I go two. Sure. Sounds Five. good. Cool. Uh, successes, Jeffius. <laughs> I mean, now we did, we have had a rule that if they don't make it worse for their family, they get points. But I would. I, I mean, argue. you could say that makes it a bit worse. Yeah. Uh, I would say it didn't get worse, but it wasn't because of him. It wasn't him not making it worse. It was him just being so incompetent he didn't have a chance to do anything. So I don't think we can give him... I, I, I can give him a one, Yeah. but that's all I'd be willing to. No, I'll, if that, I'll throw a 1.5 on there. Okay, and if you go 1.5, I'll go zero. All right. So it's a 1.5... Um, for just existing. There you uh, go. Okay, Tempest, Tempest Angel. So he is our youngest Jeff now to have died. Because mm-hmm. he died at 20. So it's just 20 divided by... Is it 20? Or is it 100? Well, we do 100. Oh, it's 20. It's 20, 20. Yeah, it's yeah. 20. So, yep. so it's, he gets a nice gets round. A point. One. <laughs> Um, and then Deficus Jefficus. Now. Now, hold on. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, it's I pretty mean, good. <laughs> that's pretty fucking good. It's pretty unique. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I kind of like it. I'm, I'm kind of a fan. Yeah. I, I'm... Okay, so it was a total accident, which makes it so much funnier. Cool. Yeah. It was a total accident, which makes it so much funnier. But, um, yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, uh, honestly, like it's a pretty good death. Yeah. I, I have to admit, this is probably one of my favorites, uh, just because of how stupid it is. I'm thinking seven or eight for me personally. Yeah. That's where he's picking up. Imagine picking up most of your points in the round that only gets you up to five points at most. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I think, I think I, I could, I could rock with like a, with like a, with like a seven. Yeah. Okay. Seven, seven, fourteen, divided by four. Three point five, which actually puts him in third for death. Which I kind of get. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. No. I mean, it's no. Yeah. No. That's that is a good. That is a good amount right there. It's pretty solid, honestly. So let, let me use some real mental math here to to add this score together. All right. You do, can do this one. We do in fact have a score. A score of higher than nothing. <laughs> okay, so 
plus 3.5, that's going to be about 10. 11. Is it 11? 7.5 plus 3.5. Oh, yeah, yeah, it is 11. Yeah, yeah. That is a score of 11. There you go. There we go. Ooh, you know it doesn't... what that means. Jeff 2's not in Jeff last two place isn't anymore. In last place. I feel like we need to re-rank this one now. What, Jeff 2? No. <laughs> oh, re-rank him? Yeah. yeah. No, no, Jeff 2 has to be in. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, okay. Uh, so, obviously that only leaves us with one question. <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> yeah, he's obviously getting in. Yeah, obviously. Exactly. That's a cool death. Yeah. Let's go. No, that's our, uh, I don't think the death's enough. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't not. think the death's enough, no. Not quite. I don't think he can make it to the arena without getting himself killed anyway. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we are, after our eighth episode, we finally have our second person who is not going into the rounds. But I think we're going to have a lot more of these guys. Coming up. Coming up. Yeah, we had a nice streak there. Um, we're going to have another nice streak. Yeah, well, yeah, we'll, we'll start the streak right now. Because we're obviously, well, actually, let me show you Jeff. Let me show you him, the man himself. That is... He looks evil. He does look evil. Does he look arrogant? <laughs> yeah. Nah, yeah, I no, the, if you think he looks evil, his brother looks a lot like Daryl Dixon. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, what, uh, yes or no, would you? I'm shocked. No. <laughs> no. Yeah, no. Uh, that guy's twenty. Yeah, I know. He kind of <laughs> aged like fine wine, huh? Yeah, I mean, it's it's like uh, what was it? Was it Jeff Five? Who Jeff looked six? like he was like, like yeah. Who looked like he was like ninety? They just they age like really quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Welcome to Totalis Jeffians. This week, Jeff. Now we are on to his younger brother, Jeff the Youngest. Higher hopes or less hopes? What are you thinking? What are, what are you we know, doing? I, I want to have higher hopes. I'm, I'm willing to believe. Just maybe he'll, he'll learn from his brother's hubris. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Hell yeah. All right. Are you ready? I'm ready. In the year 298 AD, in the city of Carthage. Look at that. We're having so much diversity. Ooh, Jeff Six. Was born in Rome, but Jeff Seven in Salonia, Salonia. younger in, in Trier, and this one in Carthage. There we go. This is a really diverse. We're all around we're the born. empire. Exactly. Been around the world. Can't speak the language, win. you know, because that booty don't need expl. Okay. Anyway. Um, <laughs> oh. <laughs> Jason Derulo. <laughs> all right. Like his brother, he probably grew up quite nicely, because again, this is a peaceful time. We're in the Tetrarchy era. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of wars. This is also when Diocletian was in charge. Ah, so, they so were, like, there they was were no good. civil war. It was just like everyone getting along. Yeah, yeah. Also, luckily, we are going to be finishing the Tetrarchy. Remember how I told you that it ended with that con- conundrum of Licinius yes. being alive, Constantine, Maximinus Dia in the east, yes. and Maxentius in Rome, and Galerius is really sick right now. Yes, yes. But Galerius is the senior Augustus. Yeah, a bit of a cliffhanger. Hold, yeah. And so we are going to pick it up in Jeff the Youngest story because he right. does actually get involved in. in some All of right, this. right. So see, my high hopes were right. Yes, yes, they are. Now, high um, hopes relative to his brother is still like five feet under instead of six. But <laughs> um, despite growing up nicely, 
when he was eight years old, he got news from his mother that his brother had died. Which, at eight years old, it's old enough to understand. Has, it'll it'll have an impact. Yeah, it'll definitely leave a mark, and you'll definitely see your mother definitely in a, a distraught time, and yeah, it'll definitely you'll, you'll, you'll feel you'll, that. You'll remember lot. it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so he was sad, and he did mourn with his mother. Yeah, yeah. And um, so his, but his mother was beside herself in grief and was constantly becoming more and more angry with her husband, mm. Jeff Seven. Yeah, see? Mm. What was um, Jeff Seven doing? Well, at this time, Jeff Seven was currently revolting with Maximian and Maxentius uh, against Severus. Revolting. Yes. I see. Right? Exactly. <laughs> and um, she started to tell Jeff that he should not aspire to be like his father, mm. a traitor to Rome. Be more like your brother. Exactly. Well, more like your grandfather. Well, his grandfather was also a traitor to Rome at one point. Or right? like your great-grandfather. <laughs> exactly. Find a happy medium. Yeah. Be better. Um, okay. But it was when Jeff was 12 years old that he got news that his father had been executed. Or, or two years later, he had news that his father had died in battle against Constantine. Getting revenge for Getting his revenge lover. Getting revenge for his lover. And it's like, oh, Mob, you knew Constantine? This is, like, this is two major deaths in his life, mm. and he's only 12, right? Which is pretty grim. That'll, I think, uh, I, like, that's quite a bit of death right away to have, right? That'll, that'll change a person. Yeah. Well, the previous year, Galerius dies in 311. Hmm. Yeah. And he was the one thing kind of keeping everyone at from, like, really killing each other. Yeah, yeah. Right? And we have actually a source called Lactentius, and I, I'm not a big fan of Lactentius because like, like, like that. This is when the Christian bias is really kicking in. Mm. So everyone in this story is the bad guy except for Constantine, <laughs> right? And and like Lactentius, well, yeah, everyone in the story is the bad guy, but yeah, Constantine, exactly. And see, Lactentius, he loved to explain the deaths of all these guys mm. because he hated them all. Ah. Right, so oh, so it's like, like gory detail. Yeah, like Galerius. I I don't remember the full thing, but he had worms that died in his bowels, and the stench could be smelt all around the city of of. of um, I see the Nicomedia. author's fetish. Yeah, and then they also started eating at his skin, and maggots started like yeah, no, like Galerius goes out. And the last thing, and then when you go to flip the page, it's all sticky on his writing. Yeah. And the last thing that Galerius did, because he was the one, if you remember, who pushed the Christian persecution the most under mm -hmm. Diocletian. Yeah. And he, uh, in his last words, from some sources saying that he was trying to repent, Ooh. legalized Weed? Christianity. Oh, same thing. Yeah. Well, he was trying to be like, okay, well, it didn't work, so let's just allow them to practice, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, but... Obviously, most of this, like, you can't just credit him for it. Like, you should be arguing that Galerius should be St. Galerius because he, he legalized Christianity. No, like, he did it last moment to... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, um, Trudeau should be St. Trudeau because he legalized Christianity. Yeah. So at this time, I think I... <laughs> at this time, when Galerius died, Licinius, who at this time only had a little bit, because remember, if you remember, Licinius... He's supposed to have Italy and Africa, but Maxentius is in there uh, usurping. Oh yes, yeah, because yes. we had that whole uh, debacle, that whole like game show. Yeah, yeah, where like 
Maximinus dies the Caesar of the East, Galerius Augustus of the the East, and then and Constantine. What's his fuck? Yeah, Constantine was the a Caesar of the West, and then Licinius was supposed to be the, the Augustus of the the West, right? But Maxentius is there, saying, "Nope, this is all my land," and he has the army, right? So uh, there's not a lot Licinius can do. So he has like a little part of the Danube right now. Yeah, yeah. Now, when Galerius dies, it's a race. Because Maximinus Dia is quite mad. As everyone was fighting, Maximinus Dia stood up and said, That's it, I'm Augustus. Stomp foot. Grr, angry. And no one said anything. It's one of those things where if you declare yourself... Yeah, if you declare yourself emperor and no one's there to... And no, no one acknowledges it, are you emperor? <laughs> <laughs> if you're falling in a forest and there's nobody around, exactly. do you so, ever really declare yourself emperor or even make a sound? Yeah, exactly. I think it would be better if I just show you. So this is a broad view of the, uh, the Roman Empire, right? And this is not what it looks like now. It, it looks slightly different, like on this side, like on the on the east and the yeah, west, yeah. right? But overall, this is what it looks like. Dacia is no longer there because Aurelian gave it up mm -hmm. because he realized it was too hard to defend. Okay, so Maximinus Dia is in this area. Yes. Maxentius is in this area. In Illyricum is where Licinius is. But all of this land here was Galerius's, mm. right? So when he died... Um, Maximinus Dia Sorry, and BibleStudy.org. We are on BibleStudy.org right now. <laughs> well, it's Christian time. It's fine. That's fair. And That's Christians fair. love Trigun. Mm. Yeah. Um, One guy carries a big cross, I'm pretty sure. Yep. Yeah. Well, all this writing is actually real. Like on the map, mm. like it's just big letters in the middle of a field. Ah, I see. Yes. Yes. Um, <laughs> it's just an aerial shot. Exactly. <laughs> and um, so Licinius and Maximinus Dia rushed to capture all the land that Galerius had, mm -hmm. right? And it ended up their border being over there, at, like in the uh, where, in the past between Turkey and and like the in Greece, right? Mm -hmm. Where the modern day kind of area is now, where Istanbul is, that's where the cutoff was between them, right? And so uh, they hated each other, mm. which worked because Constantine and Maxentius hated each other. So Licinius and Constantine decided to team up. And then because of that, Maximinus Dia sent word to the usurper of the empire mm. saying, hey, you want to team up? And if anyone wanted to stop and really think about it and how there's actually only four emperors right now, you guys could technically have the, tri like the tetrarchy going on. None of them. None of them did. Nah, we're good. And so first, we will talk about Maxentius versus Constantine. Okay. Now, after because we've already covered part of it. Where's Jeff? Uh, we'll get to that. This okay. Is background okay. leading up to him. I gotcha. Yeah. I gotcha. Because he's about to join the army, and this okay. is the army that he's about to be kind of the state I'm of the following, empire. I'm following. Okay. Um, okay. I'm just catching us up to where he's nope. going to be. All good. All good. Um. So in that. In 312, this is when uh, Constantine defeated Jeff in the battle. Mm. So we've got to that point already. The next time they meet is at a place called the Battle of the Milvian Bridge. Hmm. And this is one of 
the most famous battles in Roman history. Okay. Because before the battle, Constantine goes to bed. Huh. Okay. And Jesus appears to him in a dream. Oh, that's just like George Bush. Yeah. What? <laughs> the George Bush, yeah. Jesus and George Bush. Yes, yes. Appeared to him in a dream. I'm from the future. And just in the Jesus sky. Jesus is going to tell you about war, he's going to tell me to invade it. In the, the sky, there was a sign called the Cairo, which is the, uh, the, the P with, a, with a, like the S going through the bottom. Sure, yeah. Yeah? It's an old Christian symbol, right? Sure, yeah. And, um, or the P and the X, sorry. The P, and then there's an X going through the bottom part of the P. I can picture what the symbol is. I, I'm not sure <laughs> I've seen it. I want to make sure if you've seen it. Cairo. Cairo. Christian. Christina. Images. Have you ever seen that? Uh, it's uh, the original, like, maybe. Christian. Uh, before the cross was the... Yeah, like... Yeah. It's like... It, it evokes some memory, but I don't know if that memory yeah. is the Cairo or like a train crossing well, signal. Jesus said in this dream to Constantine. And Bush. And, and Bush. In this sign, you will conquer. And I imagine in the clouds, this sign was in the clouds, yeah, right? Yeah. And Constantine was like, man, what, what does that mean? You know, like, hmm, in this sign, you will conquer. And I imagine Jesus gets kind of annoyed at this point. Hey, paint this on your shield. Yeah, put and this you'll, on you'll, the. You will win. You'll conquer. Come on, dude. It's not that hard. And Constantine's Look, it's like, not oh, a w. Oh. oh. If and then George Bush was like, oh man, fool I me. Put fool that me once. on the guns. Shame on, shame on, shame on me. Fool me. Can't be fooled again. Duh. And Jesus and Constantine look at him like, dude, what are you on about? <laughs> and it gets real meta as they all look towards the camera, right? <laughs> um, yeah. Well, get and so Constantine uh, does. He wakes up and he tells all of his soldiers to paint that cr- that symbol on their cross, mm-hmm. uh, on their uh, shields, on their shield. Yeah, right. Yeah. And their shields and, were crosses. It just so happens. Uh, yeah, exactly. It yes, was yes. it was really worth it. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They didn't even have to draw it. Double it Christian. Just, it was the shape of this. This was. They all woke up. And this was the shape of their shield. Yeah, it, it yeah. wasn't very effective. <laughs> no, but, hey, but it looked so. cool. There you go. That's and what matters. It was lucky for Constantine that Maxentius was a useless general. Hey. Because Maxentius decided to line his troops up against the river. Okay. Now, this has happened a few times. Alexander the Great did something like this. Mm. And whenever it works, that person is seen as a military mastermind and a genius. Yeah, yeah. But when it doesn't work, you're seen as an idiot. Why the fuck did you do Why that? Why the hell did you yeah, line yeah. up your troops against the water? Well, the yeah. whole thing is that, well, like, they won't retreat then, right? But the other side is Constantine just had to push back that that line one or two feet before <laughs> they were in the water, right? No, it was all Jesus' fault. Well, Jesus is the, the other J-man. The Milvian Bridge had been destroyed a few years oh, earlier. Was, that, was, was the Jesus, Jeff, is there any relation here? No, no sadly not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Because Jesus is a Messiah. Sorry, Jesus is a Messiah, and Jeff is a Messiah as well. But separate. Ah, so yeah. Like, yeah, it's two different religions. Yeah, yeah. They can't exactly. Uh, Jeffism, which is what I subscribe to for five dollars um, a month on Patreon. Yeah, um, yeah, and Maxentius decided to build a bridge, a, a pontoon bridge. Mm-hmm. So he got basically a bunch of milk crates and made a bridge out of it, and he was hoping that his army could 
in the worst case scenario, retreat over this bridge, and while Constantine's army followed, they destroy the bridge, taking out a lot of Constantine's See? army. Cowardice. He had to commit to yeah. the river, not give and, him a way out. And then, obviously... That's why they call me the Hannibal of podcasts. They do, because you know exactly how to fight. You know? <laughs> You're a great armchair general. True. Exactly. Um, I'm one of the best. Yeah. Just like Mad Dog. Yeah. Constantine, obviously, is able to push back Maxentius, and his mm. troops begin to flee, and Maxentius flees with them. And while Maxentius's army rush and flee in a disorganized line over this bridge, the bridge collapses, uh. <laughs> and they all die, including Maxentius. This Minecraft-ass milk crate yeah. bridge. Yeah, and the body was never found. Oh. Yeah. So that's Maxentius gone. Damn, Constantine has suddenly gained Italy and Africa. He now owns half the empire. What he was originally supposed to have. Exactly. Now... His death was faded. Yeah. Around, uh, about a year later, uh, Licinius is getting nervous. Constantine's really shown up a lot of support there. Mm. And that land that Constantine took over was supposed to be Licinius's. Mm-hmm. And Constantine just said, nah, I'll have it. It's fine. Yeah, it's mine now. It's fine, yeah. It's easier. It'd be too much. Like, my troops are already here. We've already filled Dirty up the paperwork. It's, right? It just it'd makes be, it'd be awkward, you know? Send to hell. If you can beat Daya, then you have the other half. And, you know, I'm not going to help you beat him, but, you know, if you beat him, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, so, with Licinius and Maximinus Daya, Maximinus Daya had arguably the richest territories in the empire. Okay. And Licinius had possibly the best trained military, mm-hmm. but it was still smaller significantly than the Persian. Beating like, with numbers. Yeah, right? And long story short, because Licinius and Maximinus Daya go back and forth, Maximinus Daya flees after his like third battle to Persia, but gets captured along the way and executed. Yeah, and it should I should be it should be said that Maximinus Daya, after Galerius died and legalized Christianity, did a massive persecution against Christians again, just to really get it in there that, yeah, Christians suck. It's legalized, yeah, but come yeah, on. Guys. Come on, let's just kill more. By the way, I don't know if I said it last week, but it's approximated that in just Diocletian's first persecution, at least 25,000 Christians were murdered. Mm. And Galerius's second persecution and Maximinus's Daya's persecution were worse. Oh. Right? So it, it, it's, it, it, it was pretty grim to be a yeah, Christian yeah, at that time. Yeah, for sure. It's like when Trudeau started to support the execution just, of long shop owners. Just like that. Yeah. And, um, okay. So now we're in a state where Licinius now has the rich east and Constantine has the west. Mm. Right? It is basically split 50-50. And it was really only a matter of time until... They started butting heads as well. But, not right now. In 314, Jeff was around 16 years old. Mm. And he sat at his mother's bedside as she was dying. Because the plague was also going on at this time. Oh, damn, there's a lot going on. And so at the age of 16, Jeff had to watch as his mother then passed away. Damn, this guy is... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He got news that his brother and dad died within years of each other, and then only four years Which after that... Watched the light fade out of his mother's eyes. Yeah. And so Jeff grew up to be a very serious teenager. That's fair. Right? And he 
at this point left Carthage because he didn't go to Italy with his dad, mm-hmm. right? They, they stayed in Carthage. He grew up in Carthage. That's where he lived. But he had nothing keeping him there anymore, right? Yeah, fair. And so he decided to listen to his mother's advice and, and just try and be someone who'd fight for good mm. instead of, you know, vanity and, and, and loyalty to a, a usurper. For me? And he would. He would. Jeff would fight for Constantine because that's who he decides to fight for. Mm. Um, he, in 315, is when he joined Constantine's army. And that was, ironically, when tensions came to a head between Licinius and Constantine. Mm. Constantine had appointed his brother-in-law, Bassianus, Caesar. And in retaliation, Licinius, he elected his own Caesar. Uh, That was a man named Seneca. Constantine said, hey, 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 you're not allowed to do that. You didn't get permission. And Licinius was like, motherfucker, you didn't get permission from me to get your brother-in-law, right? This is, like, he's your brother. The guy I appointed is your brother-in-law, too. We're all brothers-in-law here. Because at this point, Licinius is yeah. married to Constantine. It's a whole yeah. incestuous. I, it's, it's weird. And um, Keep it in the family. Yeah. And uh, Licinius refused to back down on this. Constantine headed down to Sibylle. Sibylle, 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 we're going to call it, because I can't right. pronounce that, where Licinius was. Because, and as soon as he did that, Licinius appointed another man named Caesar, a man named Valens, right? Valens. Valens, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, and in 316 is when their armies met. And Jeff is in this battle. Okay. All yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Constantine had around 20,000 men, while Licinius had around 35,000 men. Well, 20,000 men and one Jeff. And one Jeff, right? And that's what I think Licinius didn't account for. Obviously. And Licinius would know who this Jeff was, it should be said. Because, remember, Jeff Seven was bodyguards with Licinius? Yes, yes. So everyone here does know each other. This is still the rich of Rome, right? Like getting Spatting with the rich of Rome. Yeah. Um, the battle opened up with Constantine deploying his troops on a mountain slope. But he also realized that he couldn't stay on this slope because there was terrain in front of it that was just, you couldn't have a battle on there. Mm. So Constantine had to go down the hill through this really, really bad terrain to get to a flat part where he could meet Licinius. Mm. And Licinius also knew that. So he wanted to stop Constantine from being able to even get off the mountain. Ah. Yeah. Uh, Jeff was part of the cavalry at this time, by the way. It should be stated. He okay. joined the cavalry. Runs in the usually, family. Usually the rich in Rome do join the cavalry. It, it's, for the most part, safer. Uh, it's not, like, yeah. in theory, but, yeah. Um, Licinius wanted to disrupt Constantine's line, so he sent infantry forward to be on the edge of the bad terrain so that Constantine didn't have a place to form. Mm-hmm. But Constantine did have a plan for this. He sent his cavalry with Jeff to harass the line as it was trying to move up mm. to block the slopes, right? And then Constantine would send slingers. So they're just people who with had the David yeah, with slings. Exactly. The they, yeah, yeah. That was the main uh, Romans didn't really have archers like they did, but they used slingers more. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, just hurling rocks. And they were really effective. Their range okay. was farther as well than archers. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah, yeah, because it's a small projectile, and you could sling it. Like, 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 the, 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 you can put a you hole can... through someone with yeah, one of those, I guess. right? So yeah. uh, it, it's pretty brutal. Rocks to the yeah. head's got to hurt. Now, once Constantine's forces were able to make it off the bad terrain, because Jeff's and the cavalry were, were harassing them, that's when the cavalry retreated, and the two lines of infantry would meet. Hours of close combat would take place when everyone was exhausted. Constantine rallied, not rallied, but he got the cavalry, he led it personally, with Jeff in there, obviously, Mm -hmm. and they went and surrounded and hit the back line of Licinius's force, which began to break them. Mm. Yeah. This charge was decisive, and Licinius's army fled. As much as 20,000 of Licinius's army was killed in this battle, Damn. only about 15,000 survived. Um, and we don't really know Constantine's losses, but we know they weren't crazy amount. Yeah, yeah. Right? The KDA was in his favor. But this battle was not as decisive as it seemed, because Licinius didn't lose much. He didn't lose many territory at all, and he still had backup armies. Mm-hmm. 35,000 is not a lot, especially in Roman times, right? Yeah, yeah. When you have battles of like 35 million going yeah. on. So, a, But a brief peace did come from this. But it only lasted a few months before Constantine and Licinius would meet again in a battle. Oh. This time it was Licinius and his the Caesar Valens against Constantine. And we'll say Jeff. He was there too. He was there. He yeah, was and there. He, was pro- he wasn't like a random guy on the cavalry. He was probably like... Like, moderately minor, minor ranked, kind of known. Yeah, yeah. He probably, yeah. like, you know. But he wasn't, like, leading it. But he's anything. also quite young, yeah, right? Yeah. Like, he's, I don't even think he's 20 yet. Yeah. Right? Or, like, so, yeah. And um, they would meet at the basin of the Aridus River in Greece. Mm-hmm. Not another river. Yeah. Well, less is known about this battle, but both lines met, and it was a fierce battle. We know that Jeff was still in the cavalry, so... Where like he's not in these this this just slog of a of an infantry battle, mm-hmm. and both sides inflicted heavy casualties. Oh, okay, right. Constantine sent a small detachment of his army with the cavalry around Licinius. You think he'd learn, right? <laughs> and um, surely was, he won't try it again. Yeah, surely he won't try it again. Now that I'm aware and of his tricks, I won't plan for them. Because exactly. Do them. Exactly. Why would you do the same thing twice? I'm Obviously. not a fool. Do you know the definition of insanity, Constantine? <laughs> My good not. friend Albert how, Einstein here. Seeing how Constantine brought one or two legions into Italy to beat Maxentius when he had a whole army and still won. <laughs> um, we'll see. And the cavalry and the salt the infantry hit the back of Licinius's army. But Licinius did prepare for this because he held some of his veteran troops back. All and right. when... When Constantine's line hit from the back. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Sorry, I'm five. Uh, What's up, Constantine? Yeah. So after Constantine hit Licinius from the back, Licinius had another thing coming for him. Hey, right? damn right he did. And, um, but despite this, Licinius's army began to falter still. Mm. But this time, Licinius was able to retreat very nicely and mm. in order. Right? And Constantine... He spent all his time planning the retreat instead of the actual battle. (laughs) 
Now, so if they come from the side, well, our escape route is here, here, and here. <laughs> if they hit us from the back, it'll be there, right? Why are you laughing? <laughs> um... Yeah, it was a victory for Constantine, but again, he's just not been able to beat Licinius. Like, to capture him or beat him in a decisive battle, that would actually make a difference. Uh, at this point, a peace treaty was signed, though, and part of the Danube area was given to Constantine. All right. All right. Now, it wasn't for another seven years until this peace was once again broken. At this stage... Jeff was definitely a he's higher... Like 30-something. He's about 26 right now. Okay, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he was born in, like, 290-something. Yeah, in 224, Constantine and Licinius were about to fight in the biggest battle either of them have ever fought. All right. Yeah. Licini- Constantine had about 130,000 troops. people, yeah. While Licinius had 165,000 troops. Right, so this is a massive battle. And the battle lines were drawn. But Constantine had to cross a river. Oh, fuck off. In order to get there. So they sent the cavalry around the side. <laughs> they planned for this. Well, Constantine decided he was going to build a bridge right in front of Licinius's army. Ooh. Very loudly build this bridge. And have everyone say, oh, let's build this bridge. Which bridge? Oh, the one over here? Yeah. Let's build this bridge uh, The bridge right across here. the river in front of Licinius' uh, army yes, so we can fight Licinius' army. Exactly. Yes, the yeah. After we cross this bridge. Right? <laughs> and Licinius didn't know, somehow, that Constantine was building another bridge. Up two miles up the river. Yeah, a secret bridge. Ooh. And was going to hope to cross that bridge, bridge at night secret bridge and set up a matter. line before yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> jeff went over to the secret bridge to look around that's a nice secret bridge that's a cool secret yeah. bridge and then jeff also realized wait a second this bridge is supposed to be classified i'm not supposed to know about this right like this is not great constantine wants this to be a secret so jeff's like okay i just gotta get back because like i just can't be caught here yeah, yeah. really and um so he headed back to the camp quickly, but en route he was spotted by a group of soldiers. Yes. Oh, no. They approached him and accused him of being a spy for Licinius. Ooh. And Jeff protested, saying, like, no, like, obviously, like, dude, I've, like, literally fought Licinius, like, twice. <laughs> like, I was in the cavalry. We hit Licinius from the back twice. Together, dude. We well, why, why would you think I'm a spy for Licinius? Exactly. I hit him from the back twice, Exactly. Dude. Like, my, like... Like, yeah. I'm talking. Yeah, it, it was, it was, it was, it was amazing, right? It was honestly, I think it was my charge into that back that that broke him to begin with. You know, we broke the back of his army with that rut. Obviously, that, yeah. I'm talking every soldier just bam, 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 bam. Yeah, there's a reason they had to run. You know, <laughs> but they wouldn't listen. Jeff was oh, arrested no. on the spot. Ah, oh, shit. After only a few days, Jeff was sentenced and executed by beheading. Oh. As being a traitor to Constantine. Damn, that's... At the age of 26, Jeff the Youngest was executed. Thought to be a traitor to Constantine the Great. All right. He did stuff. He did stuff. He did yeah. stuff. Yeah. All right. So I, I think, yeah, let's, uh, let, let's rank him. I think we have more to discuss than his A little brother. bit more. A little bit more. <laughs> Fidius Trifianus. 
He fought. He fought good. He fought good. He, he fought, fought good. in two battles. Both one, of them two battles. Well, he fought in three. He, he fought in two battles. That uh, I guess the third one was the pre. Yet. It was the. Yeah. It was the fourth. It's play. like Jeff. Jeff two saying he fought in the battle of where that captured. Yeah, Seleucia, yeah. But he died when they were setting up the siege. <laughs> yeah, yeah. At least right? he died of like consequences of the battle. Yeah. Not. Um. Other things. No, but he definitely won two battles, and it was definitely those two cavalry charges that he was a part of. He was like that, critical to it. That that led. Yeah, for yeah. Them to be a victory, right? Or like he wasn't personally, but like his no. unit was. Yeah, and, and, but he was in that unit personally, right? So yes, yeah. He's not just like commanding it from the back, right? Yeah, like yeah. Jeff Four, mm-hmm. right? But um, he was hitting it from the back. Yeah, he was hitting it from the back, and uh, yeah, no, it it's pretty good. Both are victories, but it should be said. I think this is more for Constantine than for Jeff, but neither of those victories were decisive. Mm. Like. And, and I think well, the first Jeff's, one was pretty. Yeah, they stood, they fled, but it didn't do much damage to Licinius as like his whole empire. Ah, uh, yes, yes, right. Like it was just a nothing battle. But uh, still, I think you have to count both of them as victories because they were. Mm-hmm. Right, it doesn't matter if they weren't. That's Constantine's issue that they weren't. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jeff's just won two battles. Um, bad. He got executed because they thought he was a traitor, trying to give plans about the battle. But I don't know if we can count that really. Yeah, it's him, not really him being bad at fighting. It's that's, that's him being yeah. somewhere he shouldn't be. Yeah, and getting real unlucky. Yeah. Like, it, it, it's kind that's of... That's for a, a different category. Yeah, it's a big contrast between the two brothers, too. Because one was definitely his own fault, and the other one was definitely not his fault. Yeah, yeah. Right? So it was just, yeah. Um, shouldn't right. have been there, all I'm saying. It's all right, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know, like a... Five. Five. Five is fine with me. Yeah, I'm going with five. You know, it didn't impress me. I can I can rock with a five. That's yeah. just fair. That's a ten out of twenty. Yeah, yeah. I, I get that. He fought in battles and he he was in those battles. Uh, yeah, he doesn't yeah, he doesn't beat we any just, of the like real Jeffs. Yeah. We yeah, he well he beats Jeff one and Jeff two. Yeah, so like which I said, is, none of the real Jeffs. Which is fair. And he also is one point away from beating his brother. <laughs> Well, so let's see. If I, but to be fair, let's see. If well, he he, he's, he was already older than his brother, so we already actually yeah, know. Yeah, we are. Yes, he is. Um, okay. Appropriate idiom. idiom. Uh, only one thing I can think of: he shouldn't have been at the bridge. That was yeah. his own. Like he should have realized it was yeah. dumb. But if that if that's like the only thing, I'm giving him a one. Like he, that's nothing. Yeah, that's know, twenty ones. Nothing like, really being dumb. Yeah, there's not really a ton. No. And yeah. then like and then everything else, it's like he's had to deal with like a lot of death around him. Yeah, yeah. He like watched... he wasn't he was a very like probably a very like calculating person. Yeah. So it's like, you know, maybe maybe he could have got up to semantics, but he was like Yeah. No. This yeah. is Yeah. Something tells me he was a very decision. serious guy who got uh just you know, yeah. Yeah. I don't think I'd want to have a drink with him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? Because um, it would be the first time he's ever had a drink yeah ever um i don't know i i'll I'll give him like a 0.5 yeah i'll give him a 0.5 as well then because i I think he deserves only one uh but also he's actually tied his brother now cool successes jeffies now this one's also weird because he technically didn't do anything that was great but he did like like constantine knew who he was he was yeah, in charge yeah. of a cavalry thing. He definitely, his name was out there, and he was definitely It was, doing... like, it was like a pretty average yeah. life. Yeah. Um, right. like a, I'm okay giving a few points for this. Yeah, yeah. Like maybe two or three. I was thinking three. Three, yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'll do three as well. Fuck it. Like, yeah, yeah. He's just that guy, isn't he? As uh, long as he beats one and two, 
I'm happy. Yeah, we'll see. If All the other fun. ones, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, okay, Tempest Agio died at 26, 26, which is still the second youngest time of Jeff died because Jeff three died, I believe. Uh, Jeff two died at I think 33 or 32. Oh yeah, yeah. Right. So. Um, yeah. Like, so that would be 26 divided by 100. Divided by 20. 20 be like 1.3 or something. Divided by 20. 1.3. You killed that. 1.3. And then Jefferson. He got executed. He got executed. I mean, executed like it's is fine. cool. But. Uh, three. It's no. <laughs> It's no. This is the one category where his brother might uh, might have the upper definitely. hand. Definitely, I, I definitely prefer his brother's death. And then even if you go to um, uh, Jeff four, he was not executed. He was killed in battle. Jeff three was not executed. Jeff two. This is the first real execution. If you don't think Jeff seven got executed, Jeff one, Jeff one got executed. But yeah, okay. And right, what did we give Jeff one? Two point seven five. Except this, this, this doesn't have the story of him killing a slave master. Yeah, that's fair. It's a bit more tragic, though. Uh, it is. It, his life is tragic. Yeah, yeah. I. I it's like it's 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 like very a very fitting death. It's not a death like a oh yo. Yeah, it's like his. Whole it's life's like ah, oh, that's sad. a sad. <laughs> that's a fitting end to this <laughs> stoic Jeff. And, and especially since he got drilled into his mind that he has to like not be like his dad, and the way he would have died would have been him dying like his dad. Mm. Right, so he tried so hard to just be a, a normal soldier and just be a guy who would be loyal. He, he and was he just a guy. He just wanted to be a executed guy. Executed <laughs> for being disloyal, even though he never was to begin. Yeah, with. yeah. So yeah, maybe there is a story there. Yeah. Uh, even think, even then, though, like it's it's not really. Yeah, a I'm time. going for four. I'm gonna yeah. go with four. I'll, I'll I'll go with a five. A five. So that's a nine divided by four. The the scene in my head of like the execution is cool yeah. enough where I'm like, yeah, yeah sure. Two point seven, two point two five, which is yeah, like Jeff one got two point seven five. Yeah, for yeah. and I think that execution was like the the whole slave thing was better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that does give him a score. I think he's in the twenties club. Uh, Fourteen. Oh, yeah. No, seventeen point five five. Seventeen point five five. Yeah, that's that looks correct. That is a seventeen point five five. He does beat Jeff two. And he does beat his brother, but he does not beat Jeff One. All right, perfect. Because Jeff One got quite a bit for for probium idiom. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, five five. Cool. And then that leads us to a question: Does he deserve to go to the family? Ooh. And is it a question though? No. Are there? It's... Well, is it a question? Though? Okay. Well, like, let's see what he. Well, what's going for him, right? Tragic life. Fought in two battles, died. It's. I think I'm just going like, well, does he deserve anything worse in his life? I honestly think it'll be cruel to put him through the rounds. Because <laughs> he'll be immediately killed by them. Yeah. He right? Will. Like, it's what, more... well, what if he goes up against Jeff 1? I would take... I don't know if I'd take Jeff 1 over him. But the thing is, is when we do the rounds, there's going to be at least three be... or four people per yeah. tournament and one or two people is going to go through. If Jeff one and Jeff the youngest are in that round, the other two are default going through. <laughs> so I think we just, we just, we just get it, get it over with now. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. I'm no, sorry. You were just executed and now you will be burnt alive, castrated. But like, if you think about it, your life was already pretty shit. So like, 
Just deal with it. Yeah, he's probably... I do like how we reincarnate them just to kill them again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but he was already sad. Like, he'd already have a sad face, so... He's like, all right. Yeah. yeah. Now, that's not where we're done, though. All right. Because I do want to go over the Franks, the uh, Vandals, and the Goths with you. All right. Now, each one's going to get more, like, vague, kind of, because okay. the Franks, I'm going to go up until, like, late, late past the Romans, past everything. Okay. And then the Vandals, I'm going to be going a little bit mm -hmm. just before the fall of the West. And the Goths, I'm going to be going up to basically where we're at now. Okay. Um, yeah, just because it's importance is, right? The Franks aren't really important into our story until another like 600 years. Um, we first hear about the Franks in the crisis of the third century. First time ever. And uh, they weren't a unified people, but they were like uh, just like a little... Like a blob. They were just hanging out. Yeah. Yeah. Like some people call them a confederation, but a lot of historians prefer to call them a tribal swarm. Tribal swarm being in times of war, the tribes will come together and become a confederation, mm. but then they'll break apart and they'll like be just a swarm, a group. They also fight for themselves okay. in their own groups against, right? Which is why they fail a lot. Yeah. 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 You would. Um, so, like but collectively, confederation of states. all of these tribes had different names, but when they unified, they collectively became the Franks. So they believe in tribal yeah. tribe rights. Well, well, it was because <laughs> all of the leaders' names were Frank. <laughs> so that's why, right? It's... Yeah. Catalis in... Frankianus. Yeah, that's the next, that's the series four. There we go. <laughs> um, in the Chronicle of Fredgar. Very nice. I try my best. In the Chronicle of Fredgar, it was a medieval history of France. Uh, it has a leg more legendary account of the Frankish uh, beginnings. Yes. Right? Now, they trace their origins back to the Trojan War. Mm. Remember the war that the Romans said they also came from? Everyone ties their lineage back to the Trojans if they can. Um, which is like... I'm sorry, but it's complete nonsense. Oh. And there's no reason. There's no way this happened. This but is, they're cool. Yeah, well, okay. Well, there's just no factual base for this. The myth is King Pram led his uh, 12,000 Trojans, refugees, to Pannonia after the Trojan battle. Mm -hmm. Right? And they settled down. While the, a different leader went farther to the Rhine River. And his name was uh, Francio. Which is quite Italian for for three four thousand years ago, but you know what? <laughs> it's fine. Uh, oh, the, France, Eo. Yeah. The interesting thing about King Pram is he is said to have had sixty eight sons and eighteen daughters. Damn. Yes. Man's the, got around. The only two notable children are Hector and Paris. <laughs> they are the two main people in the trojan war if you've seen troy the film they're going to be the two brothers in that i haven't but this yeah. feels like this feels like a myth somebody in paris the trojan wrote. war is a myth i am like there are some people who believe it actually happened i personally don't because it's just it happened in the, the dark bronze age collapse mm -hmm. and we just don't have any real sources there and uh source, our, source? we don't even know where troy is today where that battle would have been taken place mm. we have like estimated oh, guesses it's definitely on the coast of Turkey. Mm -hmm. I always thought it was in, the, in Syria, to mm -hmm. be fair, but I, I only found out a few years ago that it was Turkey. Uh, yeah. But, m so, the, like, more likely, 
this is a later invention because they wanted to be able to tie their lineage similar to the Romans, mm-hmm. right? Uh, more likely the Franks were a Germanic people who originated in the Lower Rhine River, so modern-day Germany-ish, right? And they really began to move into the empire during the Great Migration, a time of Roman history which is usually credited of happening between 300 and 700 A.D., so it's like a 500-year period or 400-year period yeah, yeah. where a lot of people are moving. It also helps mark a transition between Europe from 300 to 700 because that is when late antiquity ends mm-hmm. and the Middle Ages start. Oh, okay. Right, the Middle Ages start around 400, it's when 500. the first castle appears. Well, like um, in 480 or maybe 520, uh, Aurelius Aureolus would declare himself king in England. Sounds like somebody who panicked that they didn't have a last name to write down on a sheet and just went, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> Oreolus. They, like, looked around and just well, saw them, like, writing their first name. Oreolus. Oreolus. Ah, is that where the cookies come from? No. But it is where the myth of King Arthur comes from. Oh, shit. Because people do think that Aurelius Oreolus is King Arthur. Oh, okay. But he was obviously Roman because when King Arthur was around, if he was ever around, it would Britain would have been heavily Romanized, mm. heavily Romanized. The Romans only left about thirty years earlier, mm. right? Or maybe even okay, it was like a hundred years earlier. But that's still a long still time, a right? Few hundred so years. So Aurelius Aureolus is seen as one of the main contenders to have been uh, King Arthur. King Arthur, right? Uh, and that's like where that's how you know, like that's when Middle Ages is kind of around, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, there were castles and knights, and it was just like Dark Souls, really. It really was. Well, that's how the origins of Dark Souls started, right? Yo, Dark Souls reference. Historian Patrick J. Geary says, Franks knew little about their background and that they may have felt some sort of inferiority in comparison to the other, antiqu- other peoples of antiquity who possessed an ancient name and glorious tradition. <laughs> I think this is like the most BS shit I've ever heard. <laughs> I'm sorry, but who thinks like are you kidding me who thinks like that he says they knew little about their background so felt some sort of inferiority well well the entire group of franks felt inferior because they didn't have a long line that's just not how people are really they don't really feel inferior over yeah and inferior feels like the wrong word to yeah like i'm I'm, I'm sure they're not all sitting in their tents tonight like man we suck compared to them right like Mm -hmm. man it sucks to be us. I wish we weren't Franks. I wish we were people like the Goths. You know? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You, know, like, like, you don't, you don't. <laughs> it's you don't end up like that. It's just like, damn, what yeah. the fuck? I think maybe they didn't have much history. So this guy who made his this history book like twenty five years ago is just talking out of his ass. Yeah. But uh, that's a lot of historians, to be fair. Hey, the Franks. Yo, shots fired. Let's go, <laughs> Mike Duncan. You too. <laughs> good thing he'll never listen to this. Yeah, we're good. <laughs> I can't believe he didn't reply back to us on Twitter. I'm kidding. I love revelations. Okay. The Franks were among the first groups to become Christian under the reign of Clovis I. Another L for France. Yeah. The Franks would take advantage of the Romans suffering during the third century and, but would eventually be defeated by Maximian uh, and Jeff and eventually by Constantine as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Actually Constantine captured a bunch of kids, the, the kings of Fran- of the Franks, and forced them to fight in an arena against beasts in Trier, <laughs> which is actually funny. Um, now, is but, it like, um, what's his fuck with the club who would... No, we're not... Yeah, 
Commodus. Yeah, Constantine is a successful Commodus, I could say. I think we should say. Okay, okay. Because yeah, he did actually make a new emperor empire. Hmm. Because with Constantine, this is when people say the Byzantine Empire is in crazy. Yeah, and, and Constantine, again, like, is it's a it's a yep. name I've heard before. Yeah, so it's one of the few names. Yeah. You did something. Well it's because he relevant. is if you like he is the most impactful Roman in history. Okay. He okay. is the reason that we live in a predominantly christian monotheistic world today oh because if it was yeah no for (laughs) sure right and it's also because of him that christianity became how it's turning into today Mm. because before him it was all about the original like (laughs) but but like a a donatist which we'll get into eventually next week probably the leader of the donatist donatist was like what does the what does religion have to do with the government Right and that and and he was obviously killed for that, but As you know, like, be. but like again, that it's, the answer it's a is thing everything that at the time people thought of, right? Mm-hmm. But Constantine changed Christianity a lot, and a lot of people agree that it's primarily for the worst. Yeah, yeah. right. But what well, you know, that's neither here nor there. It's also why I don't like Constantine, but he has to be in my top five greatest emperors because it's, of his impact on the world. It's like it's like naming Hitler person of the year sort of thing. Uh, he, well, Constantine is more of a saint. He's literally called Saint Constantine. Oh. And he led us, and he created Constantinople, which became the beacon for Christianity for yeah, but I, I, years, I just mean right? like you putting him in his top five great yeah. empire emperors, despite well, it, the fact it's, he it's, wasn't. I would argue it's more similar to say to people who argue that Hitler wasn't a great conqueror. Mm. He's very clearly up there with a lot of the greats that we talk about. But yeah, yeah. Because he was on the evil side, the bad side, we ignore it. But yeah, in reality, yeah. he's one of the greatest empire builders. That yeah, we've yeah. seen right. Yeah, yeah. It just lost because the entire world went against him. Right. Mm. That's what had to take him down. Not many people had that. The only other two people I could think of where the whole world had to band together were Napoleon and Genghis. I was going to say, like, Genghis Khan. Right? Napoleon? So, Napoleon, too. Yeah, he, he had all of the Europe under his control uh, as well. Okay, right? I was, I was yeah, just going to yeah. say, was that the whole world or, like, all of Europe? All of Europe. Europe Which, I mean, world. at the Come time, on. you can... Yeah. Um, see, eventually the Romans would give Frank some land on the border of the Rhine River to a little buffer state. Yeah, yeah. Right? All right, fine, yeah. fine. Oh my god, sorry, excuse me. All good. Uh, the Franks would be a massive part of the Roman army in the 4th and 5th centuries as the Romans became less and less willing to fight in their own armies, mm-hmm. and they started hiring a lot of mercenaries. So we're about to enter an age where there are no Romans in the armies, it is just the barbarian factions. Oh, interesting. Yeah, mercenaries, right? Which does have its knock-on effects that we'll see coming up. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people give it one of the main reasons why the Roman Empire fell because they were led. They were they were just not working. They had no real reason to protect Rome when it got really bad. Yeah, yeah. Right. It's like PMCs. Yeah. Um, the Franks would eventually be crushed briefly by a certain tribe that swept the region in the late fourth to fifth century. That I was thinking of covering today, but we will have a whole time to cover that faction later. The Quebecois. Uh, yeah. This would eventually prove bad since when the Roman Empire fell, the Franks looked around Gaul and said, you know what? I like this place. It's all right. Yeah, it's all right here. I can um, still hear the cries of the innocent from yeah, Caesar. Exactly. <laughs> uh, the Franks would eventually fully unify over the course of a couple hundred years 
when a man named Charlemagne was declared oh. emperor of the Romans. Okay. Yeah. And the Western Roman Empire was rebuilt. Mm-hmm. But they called it something else. They called it the Holy Roman Empire. Okay. Yeah. And now... Because uh, everyone is Christian at this point, right? Yes. Now, Charlemagne would then proceed to stop the Islamic conquest that was heading through Spain into mm. Europe. And with what happens in Byzantine Rome at this time, with the current emperor there stopping the Islamic conquest there, mm-hmm. and Charlemagne stopping them in here, people say that that saved Europe from becoming saved. It stopped Europe from being yeah, yeah. fully Islamic, right? <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah. And oh. it was because of Charlemagne oh. and another... Well, because... They were cutting through the world like a hot knife through anything soft. Yeah, yeah. And there was nothing that was stopping them. They were converting everybody to... And if they beat Charlemagne and or Constantine, a certain Constantine yeah, yeah. at the time, we would have most likely honestly been living in a predominantly Islamic yeah, yeah. today. Huh. Right? So it, it, there are those type of things, right? But that was, that's obviously disputed. Some people say that would have never happened, but the world yeah, would have yeah. definitely looked different. Yeah, yeah. That's for sure. Eventually, the empire would split as Charlemagne's successors had a hard time holding everything together. And one part would turn into France, and the other part would turn into Germany and or the Holy Roman Empire, which would Mm. last until Germany was created, Mm. right? Um, Eventually, this Frankish group would turn into one of, if not the most influential and successful empires that have ever been created. Hmm. Because arguably, I know people talk about the Romans and, and Genghis and British, but the, you have to count the French up there when it comes to world impact and world yeah. conquest. Yeah, yeah. They were definitely one of the big empire builders. Yeah, yeah. Right? Like I mean, like just before, like what, what would it be? be? Like Britain? Yeah. Like France was kind what, of they the, were right. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, no, and the French, the French, the French, the French. <laughs> they they took over after uh, over the Portuguese and Spanish, right? Like so, it, 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 that that whole coast was kind now of they've been yeah. Down to Bloc Québécois. Exactly. Le Bloc, c'est pas le Now, that's, that's our, that's our little introduction tweet. on the Franks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty cool. Yeah. Next, the Vandals. That's cooler. The Vandals are an American punk band that established themselves in 1980 in Orange County, California. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. My bad. Sorry. The Vandals were a Germanic people who first... Inhabited around the southern. Whose descendants are a <laughs> punk rock band established in 1980 in Orange County, California? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the first, uh, yeah. So they were a, they were a Germanic people who first inhabited most likely southern Poland, or from another source, uh, Scandinavia, mm. from Sweden, around that region. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, they were mentioned first by Pliny the Elder. I don't know if you ever heard of him. Oh, fuck yeah. The man who ran towards a volcano with a pillow on his head and thought yeah. that it wouldn't kill him. Isn't he the guy who like, knows everything? Yeah. He's yeah. The oh, there's also Shout Pliny- out to Sawbones. There's also, uh, it might also be Pliny the Younger because there's two of them. Oh, interesting. Um, but Pliny the Elder did die in Pompeii. Ah. Because he ran towards the volcano with a pillow over his head, hoping that it wouldn't kill him. And it worked, weirdly enough. Yeah, yeah, He just so happened to also die in Pompeii. No, he didn't. Yeah. The name Vandal meant the wanderers, right? But would eventually become synonymous for careless destruction based around their violent behavior against Rome in the 5th century. Right? 
Uh, that is where the modern word vandal comes from, ah, okay. from the vandals of this tribe. That's cool. Yeah. Um, they are mentioned in the Marcomannic Wars under Marcus Aurelius, so when he fought the Alamanni and the Marcomanni. We didn't really cover it because we were with Lucius in the east. Oh, yes. Right? Yes. So we didn't really cover Marcus Aurelius too much. Um, and he let them settle in Dacia, so above the Danube River. That, remember that part I told you that Aurelian let go? Yes. That's where he settled yeah, yeah. them to try and, like, another buffer state. Like, kind of appease. Yeah. The Vandals would invade the Rhine River around 277 with the Burgundians, who were defeated by Emperor Probus. Mm -hmm. If you remember, he defeated all of those groups. Yes, yeah. Um, it was also said at this time that some of the Vandals fled to Britain, but oh. we also don't know much about this, and they would have just mingled with the Romans at the time there, or the Picts and Scots that were there, right? Um, around 330, which is where we are exactly picking it up next week, no, it's 1244, actually. Oh, yes. My bad. Um, <laughs> yeah. Around 330, the Vandals were confined to the border of Pannonia by the Goths, who were pushing into the region. Eventually, Constantine would allow them to settle on the border once again, trying to create a buffer state, but it didn't last. They would constantly raid into Roman territory throughout the next 3rd and 4th century. Mm. Uh, sorry, 4th and 5th century. Uh, the Vandals would eventually be crushed briefly by a certain tribe in the late 4th fourth and 5th century. Uh, Again, we'll get to them. There we go. <laughs> Foreshadowing is a narrative device. In the wake of the tribe, the Vandals moved into Spain. So this is stuff we will be covering, but there's going to be so much at the time to cover that we will not have time to really get into it mm -hmm. because there will be another group at the time that we'll have to focus on more. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the Jeffs around this time, we also don't have a lot of information on uh, what we're, we're going to be covering. So we're going to be uh, kind of... We'll have some, we'll some, have some time. Yeah. Um, so in the wake of the Vandals moving into Spain, they then went into Africa and took over Carthage. Mm -hmm. And they created a Vandal kingdom there. Oh, That cool. would survive a hundred years. Oh, not bad. Yeah. Um, it did begin to fall apart and they were eventually all erased. I personally think that history underrates the Vandals, especially when it comes to people who are the reason that Rome falls. Yeah. Usually it's credited that this group that I'm foreshadowing and the Goths are the main reasons, mm. but I would argue oh, that... I, I thought the Goths was the group you were foreshadowing. No. All right. <laughs> Shows you what I know. Yeah. And um, usually the Goths and the Barbarians are credited, but the Vandals were a force to be reckoned with, and they're the only ones who actually carved out a substantial kingdom that the romans had to spend over a hundred years trying to get back yeah until yeah. they eventually get it back okay uh, under a man named justinian mm. yeah um yes now we are going into the goths all right let's yes. go yes <laughs> the goths probably originated in southwest southern scandinavia region at some point mm -hmm. probably listening to thrash heavy metal Good. And wearing black eyeliner. Um, Inventors of eyeliner. Oh, they were, yeah. Um, some people believe the Goths might have also been Eastern steppe nomads, coming from similar to like what Genghis Khan would be. Yeah, which was basically another word for weeb. Yeah. Um, but other, like otherwise known as Scythians, but probably not. Um, this is only believed because they lived in the Black Sea region. Oh, edgy. Yeah, that's where they got the makeup from. That's where they started making it. <laughs> um, but eventually, so they 
believe that because they settled in the Black Sea region after they migrated from Scandinavia, that this is where they might have been step nomads. Um, but it's likely just BS. Fair. Some historians discount that the Goths even went to the Black Sea region at all. Oh. Um, well, we'll ignore that. They definitely yeah, did. They yeah. did. They did. It wouldn't really be believable that they migrated from the rich forests of Poland to the poorer steppes of the Ukraine, right? Like, it, it's not really, it's not a logical thing that someone would do, which is their argument against it, right? No, that's. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah, but also I would argue that they wouldn't know they were going to the, the weak, shitty area of Ukraine, yeah, yeah. right? So, like, they were just migrating. Pliny the Elder, it's the second time we're oh, mentioning oh, him, oh. Yeah, would mention them in the histories as the, the Gatunics. Oh, Pliny was a goth fan. Yeah, they, they mentioned them as the Gatunics. Another dub for the, Pliny. The Gatunos? No, he's not, because he called them the Gatunas, not the Goths. So he's actually know. anti-Goth. Is Gatunas just a cooler word for Goths? No, no. Uh, we don't think they come from the same word, but there's also arguments that this is just a different group of people. Obviously, this time there's a he lot was of goth arguing. racist, actually. Yeah. Damn. Pliny, no. Yeah. Um, although it does make sense because the Gatunes disappear as the Goths appear. Mm. So rather the Goths swept them aside or they assimilated or they're just different people. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The Goths were pushed west because of a... Yeah, eventually the Goths were pushed west because a certain barbarian group at the time in the 4th and the 5th century mm-hmm. was wiping the floor and briefly the Goths were annihilated but they had to go into the Romans and completely side with the Romans oh, shit. in order to beat the this this group coming in. It's like when you have to walk but out of Hot Topic lost. and like go to the rest of the mall. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> Hot Topic is the most important part of the mall. Yeah, yeah. Um, they pushed most of the barbarian tribes in Europe against the Roman borders, the Vandals and the Alans. The Alans we're going to get into it soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the podcast says all the Alans just wear um, white um, button-up shirts <laughs> and have like a pen dispenser, and they're all names. They're all their names are Alan. And they all they all work in office buildings. Hi, I'm Alan. Hi, I'm Alan. Hi, I'm uh, Alan. I have my uh, pocket protector here. But then their handshake like crushes your hand. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, we'll get into the Alans a lot more because they will stick with us in the next few centuries. We just, I just, they've been in the story. I just haven't had a reason to to mention them yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're one of my favorite barbarian groups. Okay. Yeah. In the crisis of the 3rd century, it was pretty mixed for the barbarians. It started off pretty damn good because they defeated the Roman Emperor Decius in battle, being the first barbarian group to defeat a Roman Emperor in battle. Not half bad. Yep. Where he died in battle as well. Ah, okay. I mean, okay. sorry, first group to defeat where the Emperor also died. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. They also invaded multiple areas not finding much success. So they invaded... Turkey, through the Black Sea, they invaded the Danube and the Rhine River. But because of people like Gallienus, Odenathus, Claudius II, and Aurelian, they were pushed back mm. and destroyed multiple times. Oh. Yeah. Well, they the gave Romans, it their all. The Romans and Goths, after Constantine, coexisted with each other for the most part. A few wars began, and they were fought unsuccessfully, kind of by both sides. Um, and the Goths were eventually crushed by a certain barbarian tribe that was swept in the late for, for century. Uh, once the Western Roman Empire fell, so we I just skipped basically from 350 to around 550. Yeah, yeah. Um, or f- uh, like 500. Yeah, yeah. Once the Western Roman Empire fell, the Goths were in an amazing spot to take over Italy. 
And in the 6th century, uh, the Lombards, who were a, a, a group of the time, delivered the finishing blow to the Goths. Hmm. And after, because at this time, um, I didn't get to the economy, but That's as fun. you can tell, it's a pretty long episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the Lombards mopped up because at this stage, the Romans invaded Italy again, because at this point they lost Italy and they, they recaptured it. But yeah. after a weakened Italy and a weakened Goth and a weakened Roman Empire in Italy, the Lombards came over they and They decided took over their vacation the was done. And right. Yeah, all exactly. Right. That was all right. And yeah, so, but we will be getting to know the Vandals and the Goths a lot more especially now mm. because the time where the goths really come into our story is right now okay so pretty much every jeff for the next wow bailey five, what excellent jeffs. timing on your part to tie in learning about them while they're about to become relevant to the narrative yeah it's almost like shocking wow yeah it's, that's incredible it's like foreshadowing is a <laughs> how could be how convenient that these two things happen to line up at nearly the exact yeah. same time also i forgot to show you our man jeff the youngest oh yeah yeah uh yeah, he's an ugly man. Yeah, that was that's not <laughs> oof. Yeah. But that's He it. had it rough. He had I can't blame him. Yeah, he had like it rough. this is a man. Look at those eyes. That's <laughs> he can't tell they're... if he's angry or really upset. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's constantly both at all times. <laughs> yeah. all um, right. Okay, and now this does leave me with one thing. Oh yeah. The Jeffianus dynasty is done. Ooh. We are f- we are not we are done with the Jeffianus dynasty. We are going into the Jeffi. We've done it. Which is the Byzantine Jeffs now. And this is also known as the Greatest Dynasty. It might not start off that good, but it does get we'll real get good. There. We'll get there. And, um, yeah, no. Uh, it kind of hits the reset button. It does. Yeah. And um, it, it'll, be, it'll be quite good. We, uh, both of my favorite Jeffs are in this dynasty. All right. Okay. Um, I'm not going to tell you who they are. I'll tell you after we're done the episode. All right. Now, fair. <laughs> well, you obviously know Jeff the Great in the 19th is my favorite, but uh, there's yeah, another yeah. one that you don't know. We'll get there. We'll get yeah. there. And so, yeah. How do you, uh, we could say goodbye to uh, goodbye to, to the to, uh, to, to the, the first Jeffs. dynasty. We will see them again at the Ooh. end. All right. When we we do it, we won't. And we'll see, see we a fair amount of them. Yeah, too. we won't see the two younger, the younger and the youngest, and we won't it's, see Jeff two. But we will fine. see Jeff one, and then we'll see Jeff three. We won't see seven. Jeff one for long. No, we won't. But he'll be there. But <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah. You know, overall, it feels like a pretty successful dynasty. It is. And for being, for the next dynasty being the one that's like the the great dynasty, I definitely think there's going to be more. Momentum. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And um, with the loud banging in the background <laughs> going, there you go. How I fitting. think we just have to do the closing stuff. Anything else you want to add? Um, no, that'll be, uh, that'll be about it. Um, my uh oh my apologies for the episode being late um last week that's i was just out like a fucking light for a yeah. week and uh it happens get shit done no one noticed it's fine yeah fair enough we get any angry emails perfect perfect yeah. um but yeah <laughs> otherwise yeah that's all yeah um, uh, you can follow us on uh facebook uh the totals groupium chat yeah there's a lot of us in there all the the the, the rexy pod group and also in Totalis Rankium's uh, Discord group. And then also on t- X. On Twitter. <laughs> Twitter. At PaxAmericus, P-A-X-A-M-E-R-I-C-U-S. Or you can follow our individual Twitters. Mine is at Alsatoric, A-L-S-A-T-O-R-E-C. Or... Uh, mine is B-A Fawcett, F-A-W-C-E-T-T. And if you drop that pen one more time in this recording session... That's fine. That's fine. And, yeah... 
Uh, I think that's it for all for both of us. Well, otherwise you can follow the podcast on uh, Podbean. In, uh, iTunes slash iTunes, Apple thing. Apple Podcasts. Um, Stitcher's going out this month, so we could stay Stitcher all month. Not on Stitcher. You cannot. Don't worry, not there. We're not if there. If you're listening you don't on have to Stitcher, jump ship. you have to go somewhere else in the first exactly. place. And if you are listening to us on Stitcher, how? <laughs> but um, yeah, uh, we'll need the information of the feed you're getting that from. Exactly. They're uh, stealing our copyright. And, and uh, then if anyone really cares, if we put like, it on YouTube, we're still like Google Podcasts thinking... and Spotify are the other main two. And then yeah, it still will about YouTube. likely go on YouTube at some point. I just don't have time in my yeah, life. Yeah, and, and no one will watch on YouTube. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. yeah. All right, cool. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Yeah, I'll see you next week. Bye. Do you think this is a good idea? A winch and a goat, Jeff? No, that's a stupid idea.